0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Football Talk from the Yorkshire Post, where we will be discussing some of the latest talking points from the world of football with members of our football writing team. On this week's episode, we're joined by Chief Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Stuart Rayner, and Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Neil Mobshaw, to discuss all of the latest developments affecting our local clubs. Don't forget you can keep up to date with all the football news across Yorkshire and beyond by logging on to our website at yp.sport at nationalworld.com as well as checking out our various Twitter feeds, the main one being at YP Sport. If you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, Yorkshire Post Football or even Sheffield Sport on Facebook, you can find us there as well. And if you have any questions for our writers, you can get in touch using those various Twitter or Facebook pages, or email us directly with the subject matter as football talk podcast at yp.sport at nationalworld.com yorkshirepost.co.uk So, this week we start in the Premier League with Leeds United, who fell to a narrow 1-0 defeat at the hands of Chelsea when they paid a visit to Stamford Bridge. Um, What did you make of the performance, and what are your thoughts on their upcoming game, which sees uh, Brighton and Hove Albion uh, paying a visit to Ellen Road Stewart?
1: Well, I suppose the big thing that left out from the performance uh, was two shots on target, really. I mean, that's that's clearly something Leeds have got to address at the moment. It, it feels like we're in quite a familiar position, you know. For, for the last couple of seasons, it's it, so often it's been, you know, waiting for the centre forward to get fit and that hope he'll come back and rescue everything. The only difference is this time it's Rodrigo rather than Patrick Bamford. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they really they really need to need to share the load. Uh, a bit more or that other people need to chip in I mean that's one goal now I think it is in five games isn't it um, you know it's not surprising that that Ruter as a as a as a young lad who didn't have a, an outstanding goal scoring record in Germany anyway is is taking time to to settle in that's that's kind of that's kind of what you expect and why you probably need to buy more sort of ready-made players in, in January if you're fighting at one end of the table or the other. Um but you know, people like people like Jack Harrison have have got to got to step up. Willie Nonto's obviously been um shouldering the burden for a long time and it looks like, you know, he could just do with a bit bit of reinvigorating from somewhere. Crescentio Somerville, we saw what he could do earlier in the season. It, need a need a bit more from him, need midfielders chipping in, need defenders you know, contributing something at set pieces, they, they, they've just got to find a way really. Uh, Cause it's such a, it's such a tight picture down there that, you know, the, I say the little things, is quite a big thing, but, but little things are, are just going to make a big difference. And, you know, they just, they just need to need to find a win from somewhere. Just get back to, to that, to that feeling of winning. And, and, and to be honest with you, this season, uh, Brighton are not you know the sort of team you well, they they're definitely not a, not a gimme in that respect i think in terms of you know the best best from the club brighton have been the best you know the best club in the premier league this season and then after brighton it's wolves who have picked up and then it's uh, and then it's and then it's arsenal away and we're into april by then so there's no there's no easy games coming over the horizon um Chelsea, with the with the form and confidence they were in, were a, were a better opportunity than most, mm. um, to be quite frank. And 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 Leeds have just got to just got to find a way to get scoring goals and, and posing a threat.
2: Yeah, they just need more, more more people to step up, really, don't they, Stuart? In the uh, in the mm. sort of attacking sense, offensive sense. I mean, to be fair, I it's it's probably un, understandable. Really, he, he's coming over here, and he, you know, his his first thing is making making sure leads are on point with without the ball and you know, the organisation and, you know, the distances between defenders, that sort of thing, you know, building building the foundations almost. And, you know, I suppose to some degree is, you know, you could say he's, he's done that. They didn't really concede, you know, that many chances against Southampton, two wonder goals from Fulham in, in, in the cup game and they weren't exactly ripped apart by Chelsea even though Chelsea look to be the uh, the better side, but it's it's the other thing that's it's just important, isn't it? You know, getting get a, a supply line and taking those those chances, and yeah, it does feel like at the minute they're just waiting for when hopefully Rod, Rodrigo comes comes back, and you know maybe you know having him around it can help bring on Rutter a little bit. So obviously Bamford as as well. I mean he's on I think he's only scored once in the league this year. Hasn't he? And um, you know, I think they'll be glad to see Sinister uh, back as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a tough game against Brighton. Histor- you know, historically, they do Brighton are a bit of a bogey side um, for Leeds off the, off the top of my head. So that's that's a really tough one. You sort of looking at the games, and I think a little bit like last year, really. If, if Leeds can just win enough of those key games that's, that, that matter, really, I think they've got Forest at home, haven't they? In, in, in April yeah. um, Palace they've got Palace as well haven't they and, and Leicester if they can, you know win, win a few of those they've got to go to Bournemouth Win enough of those games and, and Leeds might just be okay but it's got the potential to be another one of those seat of the of the pants jobs really they really need somebody to take a little bit of authority in the in the in the final third and and start chipping in a bit. I mean, I think it's understandable. We've, you touched on Gonto there, Stuart. I mean, he's, he's a young kid, a young kid, isn't he? And he's been a massive, massive oh, yeah. bonus. And he's putting on these tips, isn't he, really? What is he, 18, 19? And I know he's done so much in his career to date, but it's unfair to really put sort of all your eggs in, in one basket with him. But yeah, it's, uh, it, it's it almost feels like we were sat here discussing the same thing with Leeds this time last year, really. Mm. Yeah, I, I think
1: that's the point, Leon, Putting all your eggs in one basket, whether that be yeah. whether that be Nanto before or Rodrigo now, as you say, other other people have to step up. They have to they they have to they share did. the load. I mean, you know, you, you you're completely right. When a new manager comes in, you, you do want to solidify things, and and you know, in Leeds' case, we've been talking all season about you know the just defensive mistakes here and there that have cost a goal, but just yeah. you know just being solid defensively in the Premier League won't hack it because you know, you can you can play brilliantly defensively for ninety minutes in in the Premier League, and the opposition are capable of of coming up with a wonder goal that you just can't defend, yeah. and the VARs coming up uh, possible coming up with a brainstorm that you you just can't yeah. legislate yeah. for. Uh, and oh uh, Yeah, they they just they, uh, you know we've listed all these players, and and they've all got it in them, you know, to provide the. To provide a few goals, it's probably a matter of confidence as as much as anything else. But um, it's it's such a tight tight picture there, you know. I mean, I think you know you look at Palace in twelfth, and it feels like they're still well in it, you know. Nobody nobody's cut adrift, nobody nobody's pulled away. But uh, my worry is, you know, you you listed all those games that are good opportunities, but they're they're not till April, and if yeah. Leeds allow themselves to wait until then. You know, obviously they won't deliberately do that. But if 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 Leeds were to wait for them to get going, you just wonder how much confidence, more confidence, will drain away, mm. and how much more difficult the position will uh, be. Because you know, all three teams be- beneath them, Bournemouth, Southampton, and Everton, have all had good wins lately. So you re- you really can't. It's not one of those no. seasons where you you know if you just stand still for for three weeks, everyone around you will as
2: well. That's not the case. Yeah, I, I, I think some of them got to got to step up. I mean, it sounds a little bit yeah simplistic, but there's, you know, there's people there who've got decent experience at Premier League level now. You know, the Harrisons, you know, you, you know the, the, the Bamfords of, of this world. They've got some You know, senior internationals for for America. You know, Aronson, McKenney, Adams. You know, they're not kids. They're sort of you know, um, 23, 24, 25, good ages in the in the mid in the mid uh, 20s you know in most respects some you know even some in you know, the late 20s it, with Bamford you know they're not there's obviously one or two kids if you like the, the, the Gontos and the Somervilles but there's there's enough senior players there to to sort of look to look in the mirror I know they've had a change of copes. and to look in the mirror and say am I am I performing to the best of my ability I need to do more hmm. and um you know, come up, try and come up with some answers to cells as as much as you know the new, the new coach can impact things. They need to be getting more more out of the cells, and in, you know, in that personal pride in performance, you know, there's there's a lot of them there who who know they've been you know below the mark, you know, in the in the in the last few months, and and uh, they've got to come up with solutions, you know, personally as well. I, I think I, I do think that's part of it. I, I think some of the players have, have had a pretty um, a relatively easy ride, I think, in this sort of run, run they've had. And they've just got to start stepping up. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's too often in these situations, there's so much focus
1: on, you know, changes of coach yeah. or, you know, problems at boardroom level. And, you know, he'll know the game. The game's about players. Sometimes they can dodge responsibility at these times, can't they? And And, and we're not talking about bad players. That that's the point. They they're capable of much more than they're producing. As you say, it's time for them to show what they
2: what they're made of. Yeah, and they've got the. I mean, I mean, we've talked loads of times about the Leeds fans, have You know, the, the backing yeah. is there. You know, if they if they just want something to buy into, don't they? Really, you know, when they when they're watching Leeds, that is there. That is uh, you know a, a massive part of it, and they've they've got that backing more than a lot of a lot of other clubs down there. You know, everyone knows about the passion of the fan base at Leeds and people talk about it in football, but it is it is genuine in, in Leeds' case. So, yeah, it's, it's there for the players. They've just got to give give those punters
0: something to, to hang on to and they'll, and they'll follow them. And uh, next, our attention turns to the Championship uh, and we first take a look at Sheffield United, who, after their 1-0 defeat against Blackburn Rovers, uh, overcame Tottenham Hotspur to advance in the FA Cup. Uh, before recording a 1-0 home victory against Reading. Um, What did you make of the two league performances um, and their form in general as of late, Leon?
2: Yeah, I mean, the form's been, it's been a little, you know, patchy, fair to say, hasn't it? I mean, I think it's one of those, isn't it, we're at that stage of the season where, obviously, you would like performance ideally, but it it is about points, isn't it? Certainly in Sheffield United's situation, you know, they've had it relatively, you know, serene for most of the winter, but now they've obviously seen you know middles be creeping up uh, on the rails and you know, you, know you, you can't really discount Blackburn. Either they've been in in um, in fine form. Uh, yeah, I mean disappointing uh, re- results, at, results at Blackburn. Obviously, off, coming off the back of the of the cup game and you know he it's not as if I don't think you could really look at I don't know. Yeah, I'm talking about fa- uh, mental fatigue as a factor, but. A, it's basically the the side who, who had beaten Watford the previous week. Uh, in the league he, he made he, he made eight changes for for the cup game on the Wednesday. So there was quite a few of the players who were involved in the cup game who only sort of came on for the for the last part of it. So yeah, it was I think mean, it was really just important on, on Tuesday night against Reading. It was no disrespect to to Reading but there's there's obviously problems there behind the scenes and a, a looming points deduction. It felt like it was a decent game for for, for Sheffield United. Obviously, the, the game in hand to win it and take it back to to seven points, but middles. But it, I don't think by all accounts it was a it was a great performance. But often than not at this at this time of year, it's it's about finding a way. Talked about leads and, and doing the job, and um, you know Sheffield United did that. I think if they'd if they'd not won that game, and, and certainly if they'd they'd lost it, then I, would, I think there would have been a fair f- a fair few ar- alarm bells starting to to ring because they've got a you know they've got a tough game. What well, they're in a if you t- sort of take away Reading, they're they in the midst of a of a hard run of games, and they've got another big one against against Luton on on Saturday. So I, I don't think I don't think the players are. A, are a, Full pelt. Some of the big players, the Burgs, the Norwoods, but they, uh, you know, as I said, it's just about winning, winning and doing the job on Tuesday night. However, however it came, and they did that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 probably too early to say
1: that they're they're definitely through this this wobble now. Because as, as Leon yeah. says, there's some there's some tough games coming up. But um, I mean, I've been. Fairly relaxed on this podcast, you know, the last few weeks that they would, they would see this through, and and you know, I remain that way. But as, as Leon says, had had they lost at Reading, you would start to get twitchy, uh, and if you if you were Middlesbrough and Blackburn, you, you know, your eyes would start to to light up. So it's important they back this up with another sort of reassuring result, regardless. As Leon says, regardless of performance, just another reassuring result uh, on Saturday, but. I think I think they'll get through this. I think we'll look back on this. Yeah. It's just the wobble um the wobble that all teams have. Um but yeah, it's you know it, it it's been and continues to be a test of character. That's what that's what winning promotion is all about, but I think character is one of the big the big strengths um Sheffield United have. I think what it what it does show is that the that squad will need a lot of work if they do if they do get promotion, um, there's 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 no there's no papering over the cracks there. But uh, in terms of getting out of this division, I think the the character that they have in the squad, allied to the ability, should should be enough to to see them over the line. And, and so long as they get over the line, that that's all that really matters for
2: them now. Yeah, and I think the I think Paul again would, would be glad to be back on the on the touchline as well. While he's obviously had his his three-match ban but you know he'll be he'll be back against um, against Lewin Town, and, and I think that's that's probably quite timely as well yes yes
0: and uh, our attention now <coughs> turns to Middlesbrough who steamrolled uh, their way past Reading with a 5-0 victory um, with that in mind and their promotion push now uh, firmly back on track um, what could we expect to see when they uh, pay a visit to South Wales uh, to face uh, Swansea City, Stuart?
1: Probably a good game of football. I mean, we all know we all know how how Swansea tried to uh, try to play the game. I think it'll be an attractive match. But as you say, having having got themselves back on track with that hammering of uh, of Reading after after the blip of West Brom. Middlesbrough should go there in full confidence. And, you know, it, it, in, a, in a strange kind of a way, Sheffield United's win kind of takes a, a bit of the pressure off. You know, that little bit further back, there's, there's that little bit less expectation on on Middlesbrough. They can just go out and play freely, which is obviously what they've been doing a lot recently. I think I think the main focus for them has just got to be to try it, and mean, still a long way to go. But to try and maintain this form all the way into the playoffs, and if, if you know, by some chance, Sheffield United do drop off, and they, you know, it gets them into the automatic places, then great. But but more than anything else, just just keep the ball rolling. I mean, you know, the pitch has changed again this week uh, with uh, Watford bringing in uh, Chris Wilder as manager. You know, you wonder what uh, that will do for their for their playoff hopes, I mean, you can't say it's too big a surprise. It's weeks since Watford changed manager, so um, you know it was always going to By happen Middles sooner rather than later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and as Leon says, Blackburn are in good form. You know, Luton, Luton are always sort of a, a, an underestimated team. There's going to be, you know, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a really good, good playoffs, and it's just a, just a case of Middlesbrough making sure that they, they don't do what they did last season. When they were when they ran out of steam at Easter, when they looked on course for the well, pretty certain for the playoffs, and, and, and missed out, and it just head down, keep going, keep enjoying your football, keep winning games, basically.
2: Yeah, I think I think first of all, it's going to be about. I mean, as much as the talks, um, it's been about, Middlesbrough chasing, you know, second place this time the other. They've they've got to watch the gap sort of between themselves and and seventh place because. You know, it's, I think it's about six points, isn't it? It's 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 decent, but it's not ginormous. And and I think there'll be some decent sides who actually miss out on the playoffs this this season. I I, I went to Hudders, I mean, Huddersfield were poor on Saturday, but um, Coventry they're one of those sides chasing the playoffs. Um, you know, they they could miss out. and They've got two of the best players in the division in Rez and, and, and Heyman. So yeah, I mean, the thing first of all, it is. Is actually, uh, you know, getting in. As Stuart's mentioned there about about Chris Wilder and coming in at um, Watford. You know, he's got a a strong record, particularly with Sheffield United. And I had a little look at Watford's running uh, last night. It doesn't look too too bad. So, you know, they'll, they could be a, a candidate as well. And you know, Sunderland might they could go again. They're having a bit of a bad run, but. They've still got enough time to, to get themselves back in the in the pitch. Stuart's yeah, bang on again. You've got to just main tip Middlesbrough have played some really good eye catching, attractive football going forward. There's probably some arguments to say they could keep it a little bit tighter defensively because they've actually in a few goals. But they've been a really good exhilarating watch under Carrick. I mean there's, there's quite a few similarities with if you look at, you know, Forest last season when they went from down at the bottom and just sort of had a huge renaissance under Steve Cooper. Played some terrific football and you know got the attention of everyone in the division. And you know they went into the into the playoffs in in, in strong form and managed to uh, get over the line in the end. So I'm sure Middlesbrough fans will be will be conscious of that. That the home record's really strong. I think they've won six or seven at, at, at home. It, the Riverside's become a fortress again. And it was, you know, at the start of the season, they were finding it hard to to win at home. So that's that's sort of been sorted out on a lot of levels. You know, away from home, they've been, in terms of beating sides away in the bottom half of the division since Carrick's been in, they've got some good numbers, you know, winning at um, the one at Hull when they were struggling, Birmingham, Blackpool um and the one at Cardiff as well, relatively, relatively recently. So, in, 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 this is hopefully just an, another occasion where they can they can do the job it'll be a good football match come, um, Swansea a, they like to you know play through the thirds and and on, on the deck Middlesbrough have had a couple of um, difficult games uh, there in the last few years so they'll be hoping to uh, you know come out on the right side this time but yeah I, I agree with Stuart they've just got to maintain the form which has been you know give or take the odd blip it's been Outstanding under under Michael Carrick, they've been winning games, but they've been scoring goals and they've been good to watch. And you know they've got one of the, the players of of the season in in who I think is the first player in about thirty odd years to get twenty league goals. I think the last one was was Bernie Slaven many moons ago. So yeah, um, credit to to Akpom in, Akpom in that respect because he missed he missed about half of the um, of the autumn as well. So it's a Terrific achievement by him personally, and and the other thing is, you know, Middlesbrough seems to be you know playing really well in a, in, a,
1: in a lot of games at the moment. But when when you've got yeah. a striker yeah. like Akpod, you can win games when you're not playing well as well. So if they do if yeah, they do have it. that wobble, it can it can you know paper over some cracks and and get through it. But yeah, I say re- really for Middlesbrough, just just keep they they're clearly in a, in, a, in a good rhythm. Just just keep enjoying it more than anything else. Don't get too wrapped up in. What's happening yeah. below you? What's happening ab- above you? Because obviously things are working very well as they are. Um, yeah, I say it, re- it really is just a case of keeping the ball rolling because the job, the yeah. job Carrick's done since October is just absolutely magnificent. To think, yeah, that, to think that yeah. they would, to think that they would even be in contention for the playoffs—never mind you know the, the favourites at the moment to be in
2: them—is a heck of an achievement. And they've done, they've yeah. done really well, but the job's not done yet. I think they've got to remember, and the supporters remember where they've, they've sort of come from as well, Stuart. I mean, it, it, you know, we've touched on there. You know, they had a desperate time of it in the in the autumn, and you know, they found themselves in the bottom three or four, and they've they've travelled a hell of a distance. So, you know, now's not to not the time to get heads up if if they get a a dodgy result here and there, is it? It's just try and get back on the horse, and uh, like you said, they're, they're playing some good stuff.
0: And uh, next, we turn our attention to Hull City, who currently sit comfortably uh, in mid-table. Uh, however, they recorded a 2-0 victory against West Bromwich Albion. Um, do you think it's fair to say that they should be looking to uh, another season in in this division and hope to improve on this season, Leon?
2: Yeah, I don't think they should be getting too, too carried away with you know thoughts of you know, bringing this into the top two, six, this and that. Just cheap. Treat- Every game on on its merits, and try and have a, a, a bit of fun, and you know get, get some get some form and be um, be party poopers. You know when when they do play some of these uh, clubs who were uh, really up there. Obviously, great result against against West Brom, who'd gone into the game on the back of a of a really good result against against Middlesbrough. So you just thought the wheels were perhaps turning again in their favour in in terms of getting back. Right into the playoff, the playoff mix, but you know, fair play to hold Of, you know, we've touched on it a little bit in the the last few weeks as well. They've you know, t- managed to turn the turn the home form around. I mean, that was the story in a lot of respects. And the in the first half of uh, uh, of the season, you know, letting in costly goals in the first half and you know losing games. And you know, credit to Liam McSeem, he's come in, identified that. It didn't really take a rocket scientist to see. You know, the main area where Hull were sort of letting themselves down and he's, you know, he, he sort of fixed that in, in a lot of respects, hasn't he? I think they're about, I don't think they've conceded a, a goal for about four of four or five games on home soil. And it's obviously topped things off nicely with, with the win against uh, West Brom. Look, look at the next few games. They've got a couple of, they've got tough games on paper. They go to Coventry who, who impressed me against uh, Huddersfield last weekend. And they've got Burnley as well. well, they're good tests for Hull, aren't they? You know, if they're going to be, you know, you're thinking about it next season, if they're going to be really in the in the top six, six shakeups, you know, you've got to you've got to take on you know you, uh, teams who've got quality and threats, and you know, everyone knows about Burnley and, and Coventry have as well. So, you know, uh, good tests and yeah, I mean, they, I mean, the interesting thing with Hull of. Of late, we've noticed that they've dropped two of the, the star players from earlier this season to the bench in Jacob Greaves and Oscar Estepin and they, they were on the, on the bench against um, West Brom, so that sort of suggest to me with with the senior. You know, he's clearly no favourites. He was it was pretty unhappy with the
0: the recent away uh, defeats to I think it was Norwich and and
2: um happened the other one after? Bristol City. No, he wasn't happy. Made changes, and uh, you know had a had a good response, and you know an excellent win against West Brom. But I wouldn't be putting too much pressure on talk of playoff, this this that and the other. It's really the senior find out who we can trust, and all. He really maybe wants to be among his mainstays for next season. Then having a, another look in the summer, bringing um, the players we want in, and then hopefully having a more sustained crack at it next season. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the playoffs just aren't going to happen, unfortunately. You, you probably look at
1: Sunderland in 11th and everyone up and say that, you know, they, they're all realistic contenders, but I think anyone below that n- not going to happen for them this season. So there's sort of two things Holden need to do between now and the end of the season, really. One, lay the platform for next season. And as yeah. Leon said, particularly defensively, they're doing that. And two, put on some ent- on entertainment for the fans, you know, with every other team we'll talk about on this podcast uh, uh th- this season we'll be saying it's just about the result it's just about the result and it is but when you're in Hull's position it's about what football's about football's supposed to be fun football's supposed to be entertainment and they have the luxury of being able to lay a bit on you know they've they've got plenty he's got plenty of attacking players to to work with they've they've been a, a very good football club under Aj- Aj- Ajanila Jali in terms of you know uh, looking after and respecting the fans, go out and put, put on a show for them. You know, every home game and every away game from now until the end of the season. While the likes of Coventry and Burnley and you know Rotherham and everyone are, are fretting about results elsewhere and what happens if we lose this game, all have a lot of freedom um, to just to just go out and play. And they should they should really enjoy it. They should the players should make sure they. Enjoy their football between now and May, and and make sure the fans do as well.
2: Yeah, it's continuing the positive vibes, isn't it? Um, you know, they obviously put a lot was made of putting the you know the three coaches on for the away games. I, I dare say there'll be you know if, several thousand at Coventry looking at some of the games. They've got to go to Sunderland. They could be you know potentially aiming for the for the playoffs. Forty odd thousand at the Stadium of Light. They've got to go to Blackburn. They've got to go to Borough. So, yeah, they, they're good games for uh, for Hull fans to, you know, get their teeth into and get get excited about. And also the players as well. Just have some fun, as Stuart said.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's not fun for fun's sake. There's a purpose to no, it. You know, no, you try to sell no. season tickets at the moment. As Leon yeah. says, you're trying to build up a feel-good factor. You're trying to create a football club that people want to play for. So it's in everyone's best interests that there's, there's lots of smiles on Hull's faces between now and the end of the season. That you know there will be some defeats because, as as Leon said, they've got some difficult games coming up. But so long as they go about it in the right way, and uh, as I say, try and put on a show, they're 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 lucky in in some respects. Obviously, unlucky in others. But when you, it's a bit of a luxury to be to be in the middle of a, a division in the in the football league where there's. Yeah. You know, you don't have pressure on you for the next couple
2: of months. So enjoy it. Yeah. I think as well, just just equipment on, on that. You know, it, it's obviously Hull will be, be in the market for, you know, I, I think the sort of maybe tinker with the transfer policy a little bit, going for players who have got experience of, you know, good, good operators at championship level. You know, Hull have a, have a pretty strong final third of, of the season. You know that won't go un- un- unnoticed among players and their agents. And uh, you know when they're, they're putting their hat in- into the ring to sign players, because you know you're looking at Hull. They'll be after. They should be after the you know the caliber of player who, you know, of clubs who are who are aspiring to you know be in the playoff mix and push for promotion next season. You know they're going to be in the market with you know some some decent sized clubs. You would have thought, and you know, it all adds. Another string to the bow and a bit more power to them if, if they sort of end this season, you know, with a, in a positive, vibrant fashion. So there's, there's, there's a little bit of that as well, isn't it, to, to factor in.
0: And uh, now to Rotherham United, who were able to ease the pressure slightly by claiming all three points uh, when they overcame uh, Queen's Park Rangers 3 1. Um, what did you make of their performance? And I mean, where did the Millers go from here, Stuart?
1: Well, I mean, you know, they are raising the pressure. They're, that's uh, two wins in a two wins in a draw in the last three games, and you know that draw they could they could have beaten Swansea as well. They played uh, they played very well that night too. I think they're just in a good a good vein vein of form, but more than anything, confidence. I think that's the that's the most important thing. That's probably a word we'll come on to use when we talk about Huddersfield in a moment. Um, yeah, the you know. They've got they've got a manager in with enough time for him to sort of assess his squad, have a genuine transfer window. They've managed to recruit players who fit his way of thinking, and now we're seeing the rewards. I mean, it's it's it sounds fairly simple, you know, ticking ticking boxes on a chart. But it, it's amazing how many teams struggle to do that. Uh, and yeah, I think I think if you're a Rotherham fan, well, I, I think a if you're a Rotherham fan with everything you've been put through by that team in the last three championship seasons, you're not going to be breathing a sigh of relief until it's mathematically sorted. But I, I think I think really you can you can be confident this this is this is a this is a team which is which is giving it a real good go. They're having positive momentum, whilst the likes of of Birmingham and QPR are on the slide. You know, you could you could realistically argue that they're top of their mini league, um, being 18th in in the table. That you know, you you could argue that the teams above are probably just about safe from relegation, and and they're sort of top of top of the relegation contenders right now. Um, I think it's I think it's all really good news for them. You know, the fact that John Hughes got a goal on the back of um, his manager talking about how much he did for the team apart from scoring goal, uh, scoring a goal you know he's managed to get that monkey off his back and i, I just think everything's uh, everything's positive there right now and again you know as we said about other clubs there, there will be setbacks to come um but they've got they've plumped themselves up a nice little cushion now and uh, you know they i'm sure they'll be glad of it at some point
2: hmm. yeah they i think they are really I'll message at the minute, aren't they? Rather you look at them at the at the start of the new year, you sort of really did feel for them. They got a bit of a battering at um, Millwall, wasn't it? And they had a bad result to see the year out at, at Huddersfield. You know, the I think they've only lost two from nine since then, and you know some some good wins along the way. they have beaten a good Sunderland side, and um, you know really went to town against Blackman. They've had some you know strong strong draws as well against Sheffield United and, and Watford and. Yeah, I think that no one will be getting carried away, rather than given some of the the heartbreaking episodes they've, they've had in this division in, in recent times. But yeah, I think it's um, it's as much as everyone could have expected, really, at this point of the of the season. You know, Stuart's right to say some really smart recruitment in in in, uh, in January. Obviously, lost a big player in in, in Belasa, but you know, uh, Fossils come in and he's been. He's been playing well by all accounts. Good to see Hugo. You know, was, you know, he's quickly been identified as a as a leader, a leader of the pack up top. But you know, when you're a striker, you want to you want goals with it, don't you? Really. So that would be a, a a boost for him. And uh, yeah, I yeah, just look at the the sort of squad as well. In, you know, in some of the recent seasons, one or two players have got injured or ran out of form, and it started to sort of unravel a little bit. But it looks a little, little bit more strength there. They, they obviously beat QPR at the weekend. I think you know, they had a few players out. rathbone Raff, has been a huge player for them uh, of late. He wasn't playing Lee Peltier as well. He's he's done really well for them at the back and and Grant Hall as well. So you know, even without th- those three big players, they, uh, they, they you know they, they got over the line you know, quite com- comprehensively, really. And uh, and I, I just think with Rome, I think, I think they've got a, they're in a good position. But you look at the game. The, the game's coming up. they've Got to go to Birmingham. They've got a, a big game against Cardiff as well in, in a few weeks' time. Get a couple of wins there, and they'll they'll really sort of ease the ease the pressure on them. In, you know, in late season when they've got they've got some toughies, you know, in, in the running. I think they've got to play quite a few, uh, you know, teams around around the top six: West Brom, Luton, um, Middlesbrough, one or two others as well. So the more points they get now, it, it really is sort of money in the bank, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, to to be at the 40-point mark of this stage of the season, I say, given everything
1: that they've put their fans through in the past, you, you'd take that every day of the week, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I say, you're right, there are, there are difficult games coming up. And there, and there are almost, uh, well, there are defeats coming over the horizon, but yeah. they've got yeah. they've got that eight-point gap now. You know, it's it, it makes life, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go
2: so far as to say comfortable, but a lot closer to being comfortable yeah. if yeah. you're a than fan. I think as well, just quickly, we talked. You know, we talked about Leeds, didn't we? And for fans, having something to buy into, it. you know, the Rotherham players have given that massively to the supporters. So, you know, Stuart's right to say there will be there will be wobbles and, and defeats along the way, but it'll it'll be a one club mentality. You we'll only have between now and the end of the season, everyone's going to be on the same page. Supporters, players, you know, backroom staff, you name it, and and that's that's usually a good sign in a in a, in a relegation fight.
1: I think the important thing, Leon, is, is obviously Matt Taylor's come in and, and, and changed the style of play slightly, but he hasn't yeah. changed the work ethic and the approach, no. has he? And I think that's what that's what the Rotherham fans, and to be fair, most Yorkshire fans buy into. They want to see yeah. teams play with that, that graft and that fight. And w- whatever happens to Rotherham uh, between now and the end of the season, you can pretty much guarantee that, that that that's what those fans will get and that it's no less than they deserve. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And uh, finally for this week, we look at Huddersfield Town, uh, who currently sit one place uh, off the bottom of the uh, table on goal difference after their 4 nil defeat away at Coventry City, uh, which was followed up by a goalless draw when they met Bristol City. Um, now, it must be said that we knew it wasn't going to be um, easy and Neil Warnock has aired similar views, but do you think that he could still secure the Terriers' survival, Leon?
2: Well, I, mean, I think first of all I, I I went on on Saturday and they were obviously well beaten against Coventry I was hoping that Stuart would bring them a bit more luck than I did but, um, I brought them a, a clean
0: team
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean he did unfortunately yeah it's it's a sorry situation I mean isn't it I've got parallels with with Barnsley what happened last season obviously getting in the playoffs and then really crashing spectacularly and yeah even for uh, he's done some Magnificent great escapes, Neil Warnock You know, we think about Rotherham to a slightly lesser extent Middlesbrough as well a few years ago. But yeah, he's he's really got his got his work cut out. If he if he somehow does this one, it'll, it'll, it'll you know definitely be the best ever and he's and he's and he's said that as well. He just thought these two home games, you know, admittedly Coventry having a good season, they still sitting a little bit up up and down. he thought, you know, minimum four points from nine. And they really are still in the in the ball game. I mean, if you look at it now, this sort of run, especially with the run of games they've got, they've got some. You know, we mentioned about about Rotherham, uh, Huddersfield as well. There's, you know, they've got to West Brom, they've got Norwich, they've got Millwall, they've got Middlesbrough, they've got Watford, they've got Blackburn. They're going to have to just get a couple, not just one bonus ball. They're going to have to get, you know, you, you think a couple on the trot at least, just to to get back in the. In the in the picture. It was it was a funny game on, on, on Saturday. They actually were I thought they were okay for half an hour, then, you know, a really bad mistake from Mikkel Hellick to the play that he you know, at least wanted it to to happen in front of in Gorkarez. Terrific finish. And you know, arguably all the goals really, certainly the first three, just individual errors, poor decision making and there was limited threat up front. So you know the combination of letting in sloppy goals not having much of a of a, of a punch up front uh, and um, you know you look at some of the results this season as well they, they, they took some real hammer blows you know the draw at blackpool they should have won that losing at Wigan you just wonder about the, about the confidence levels and you know even for a miracle worker if you're like in Neil warner there's there's only really so much you can do I mean it, it, we sort of mentioned Rodham a little bit with recruitment how they Sort of really got it right in, in in January if you like, and all the you know the majority of the of the signings you know bearing fruit pretty quickly, and in, you know and sadly the sort of reverses really happened to to Huddersfield. You know Anthony Knockart's not made the impact that um, people people hoped for as well. Obviously Matt Lowndes come in, he's he's had his difficulties, you know, one or two others as well. I mean the only real probably success really has been you know Joseph. Hunger, who's looked half decent, but yeah, it just looks a, a bit of a bit of a perfect storm at the minute for for Huddersfield. And obviously Stuart was there on on Tuesday, we know, desperately hoping that that Huddersfield could, could could get a win in that game. But uh, it sounds like they were a bit a bit uh, short again in that game as well. Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: they can do it. They can do it because Neil Warnock's in charge. They can do it because it's the championship and ridiculous things happen but I am far less confident that they will do it than I was the last time I was on this podcast which was only a couple of weeks ago on the back of their win against Birmingham when I was quite bullish about things because I think I think the most important thing is not well it's obviously irrelevant whether whether I think they can do it or not they don't look like they they think they can do it and the fans don't look and sound like they think they can do it I think that's that's the big issue I mean by all accounts, the atmosphere was was very flat on on Saturday, pretty yeah. much from the start against Coventry. It certainly was ag- ag- against yeah. uh, again on Tuesday. I think I think you've got stands full on, you know, uh, of, of of fans who are really nervous about what the what the future holds for their their football yeah. club. You know, not just the, their team, their football club. Um, you know, they're obviously trying to sell the club. There's obviously, you know, money's, money's very tight. They look like they're heading for relegation. We've said before that costs 6 or £7 million pounds normally when you go down. Um, so, obviously, people turning up to games in that sort of mood are going to be so nervous. It's it's difficult to get behind a team. And it's, it's even more difficult when, as Leon's touched on with some of the other clubs earlier, that that team isn't giving you anything to get behind. You know, they, they're just... They were just, you know, they, they as I said, they kept they kept a clean sheet against Bristol City, but just on the ball, they just didn't didn't look like they believed they could, you know, string up moves together or, or or score goals when they when they got chances in front of goal. I mean, Jack Jack is having such a good season in in everything, but his, but his goal scoring, you just feel if he could if he could just get yeah. off the mark, you know what what that would what that would do for him, but. You know, again, as we've touched on earlier, it's, it's it's not about one person. There's, there's there's players in that squad who, yeah, you might say they're they're limited, but they're they're certainly better than they're producing at the moment. I mean, you know, to to, to see, for example, Michael Halleck make a mistake like that on Saturday was just so uncharacteristic. I mean, you know, every every Barnsley fan who saw that wouldn't believe that that was the that was the same person. And to be fair, on on Tuesday night, he was he was back to the normal Michael. Helic that we uh, that that we know and love, but yeah, on characteristic moments like that, they just they just spread a bit bit of fear and trepidation in the team, and that you know there were number number of times that just simple passes were going astray. I don't think I don't think they believe they can do it, and and I I don't think they've got any chance, them or any of the teams down there have got any chance of staying up if they don't believe they can, and I think that's 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 really the 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 really big difference between Rotherham and and Huddersfield at the moment is just self belief.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think they're sort of yeah, they been a pretty dire situation, but you know the fact they've got somebody who's you know manager who's you know he's seen everything in, in the game in Neil Neil Warnock. He's been in very difficult. He's, he's, everyone talks about him being a a promotion specialist, and he's had some you know brilliant times. He's he's been in really difficult. Um, script as well, and, he, and he's you know experienced them, and you know this is one of them, and I think they're fortunate in that regard. They've got someone who you know re, real seniority. He'll he'll know what to what what to say to to players when to take the pressure off them, and they're in good hands in in, in that regard. And I think you know, he he's said it once or twice. You know, that he, especially after the game on on Saturday, and he probably said it on. Uh, Tuesday as well, you know, just just about getting some, getting some, trying to get some pride in the shirt first of all, and and ruffling a few feathers, you know, keep it as simple as that. Um, In the first thing, and just then you sort of seeing where it it takes them, and not putting too much pressure on themselves, but they're gonna. So you're looking at them, you think they're gonna have to dig dig a win certainly from somewhere in the next two or three, to to stop it from. You know, potentially really tailing away and being a bit like it was at uh, Barsey last season, hmm. and you know you hope that, that Huddersfield can can do that, and you know just just sort of somehow stay in the fight a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I say my my my
1: hope after that
2: Birmingham game was that
1: just the sheer presence of of Warnock in the in the dugout would would give them the belief, and it felt like in the stadium that day there was that belief, so it was alarming. Hmm to see how quickly it dissipated you know yeah. in the next home game on the back of a defeat which let's be honest we were all expecting at burnley I and mean, we you yeah. know we weren't even surprised by the scale of it but that really seemed to have sapped a, a lot of belief you know that in the way they yeah. and, and the way presumably they started the game against Coventry although by all accounts they were pretty good but that seemed to have just sat sapped the belief so quickly and it shows how Shows how fragile it is. There, and as Leon says, if they just do play with a bit of pride, ruffle a few feathers, it gives the fans something to get behind, and then hopefully, you know, you can things can snowball from there. But, but right now, I say everyone just looks as though they're almost preparing for the for the inevitable. And if if people get in that mindset, it will be
2: inevitable. Yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, they've got uh, two of the former managers. Haven't they? In the next two games, they, they obviously go to West Brom. Carlos Coburn's done a, he's done a good, renaissance job there, and it might not happen this season for West Brom, but I, I'm pretty sure there'll be there'll be serious players next next season, if not. And they've got Norwich as well. If, if somehow Huddersfield can dig out a one 0 or something like that, you know, back to the wall, you know, that would just do so much for the for the confidence in in the here and now, really, wouldn't it? And you know, not not really just talking about great escapes and things like that, just 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 the confidence of a of a group of players. Obviously, took some su- took some hammer blows, haven't they, this year? You know, Blackpool losing at Wigan. You know, even even before that when they went went to Hull and they were winning until it was practically the last kick of the game, the seventh or eighth minute of stoppage time. You know, just getting that if they can I'm looking with a positive hat on, if they do can just get a win one of those next, you know, two, three games. It'll just do so much for the, for the inner confidence, and then they can, you know, and then at least they could go into the next, you know, run of games, you know, in, in better, in better spirits. That that's got a bit of hope anyway.
1: Yorkshire
0: Many thanks to Stuart Rayner and Leon Wapshall, who will doubtless join us again soon for more discussions on the Yorkshire football scene. But don't forget you can keep up to date with all the football news across Yorkshire and beyond by logging onto our website at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. Or if you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, Yorkshire Post Football, or even Sheffield Sport on Facebook, you can find us there as well. If you have any questions for our writers, you can get in touch using those various Twitter or Facebook pages, or email us directly with a subject matter as football talk podcast at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. As ever, many thanks for listening. Look after yourselves, and bye for now.